to the Midas Touch. I'm your host, Chris Tusa, and this is Charlie Bradbeer. Midas touches, two days of Royal Ascot gone. We're now previewing day four, the Friday. Huge day of racing coming up, but first, a quick look back at day two. Bit more positive. Um, we had a big winner in the shape of Little Big Bear, and uh, Dark Shift also took the Hunt Cup, which we said William Buick had given a good word for. And uh, we were disappointed with Bashkarova, who was supported from the tipped up 5 to 1 into 2 to 1, 15 to 8 before drifting and then running absolutely no race whatsoever. Um, we stand after two days feeling okay, confident for the future, I think. You, you forgot actually probably the best bet of the day, which is Maiden Sea. Well, actually, I suppose Dark Shift, strictly speaking, was better. But yeah, Maiden Sea ran a really big race in second in the Queen Anne. Yeah, Malin C was super, super impressive. Well done, well done, Belly. For Nick Bell, who joined us on the podcast at the weekend. For those of you who managed to get the 33s that were available at one point, that would have been about a 7-1 to one winner on the uh, place market. Let's look ahead, though, to the Friday. Huge day of racing once again from Ascot, starting with the Albany Stakes. The headline race is the Coronation Stakes, where Innsbruck comes in. Very disappointing not to see Homeless Songs in here. Yes, definitely. Like, disappointing. I think sad's probably the better word, just because it's not disappointing to see a trainer looking after a horse and running a horse at, at the right time and making sure that they're not sort of jeopardizing the, the fitness and the health of a horse. And, and fair play to Dermot World. He could have gone here on, on ground that's not right for Homeless Songs, but he hasn't. Uh, it is sad not to see her. She's, in my opinion, at least the best filly in training, um, which actually I might touch upon later. I think that relates to one of my tips that I'm about to tip later. Um, but yeah, actually, what we don't have in Homeless Songs, it's exciting to see Inspiral back. Um, she was the best two-year-old filly last year winning the filly's mile and she could be very exciting if all has gone well and she's trained on i know there are complications but yeah could be exciting yeah there were indeed let's uh cut back to the first race on the card though the albany the albany sorry uh, i don't know what the albany is but uh it's not this race the albion Ye what in yeah the pub yes that's probably why i said it uh great pub um, the Albany Stakes, Group 3, 2.30. Uh, I am particularly strong on Morge here. I thought her debut performance at Newmarket was unbelievably impressive. And the closing sectionals were uh, equally as impressive with a second furlong to, to the first furlong pole in 11.06 in a, in a reasonably... Um, fast-paced run race 
I think that is really strong for, for this two-year-old. And uh, I, I, I would say she's almost my, my strongest bet of the week at, at threes. Well, we don't mind that, do we? I, yeah, well, well, what can I do to follow that up? I don't know. I, I think uh, I'll go in and agree with you. I have watched that replay of the Newmarket race back and fair play, she was she she looked pretty fast there. She finished off very strongly up the up the Newmarket hill. And yeah, she could be anything for uh, Saeed Bin Saror and, and Ray Dawson, who we've already spoken about being a great jockey uh, and a jockey on the up. I would give a mention to Power Dress. I think she seems slightly forgot a forgotten horse, having impressed so well uh, earlier earlier in the season. She was one of those first ones to come out and uh, won a race at Newmarket in in impressive style. Uh, so at twenty five to one or thereabouts, she probably seems overpriced, um, given that the 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 second in that race at Newmarket, uh, Yarsat went on to win went on to win a listed or sorry came second in a listed to to Pillow Talk. Um, and there have been winners down to eighth in that race. So so she may be a forgotten one, but yeah, Morge looks the real deal. We'll find out more tomorrow uh, um, on Friday, but yeah. Let's move ahead then to the 305, the Commonwealth Cup, first group one on the card. Perfect power steps back in trip, understandably. Four to one favourite at the moment. El Cabello, who is uh, still undefeated, five to one. Errors, Richard Hannon's horse to follow for the year, six to one, Gobez Go, eights alongside Twilight Jet, Slipstream tens alongside Tiber Flow, Flaming Rib, elevens, 12 to one, bar those. Where do you want to start here? Probably want to start with your Spanish pronunciation. <laughs> what El, did I say? El Cabello. Well, he, he's trained by Carl Burke. I mean, <laughs> come on. Is Carl Burke going to be saying El Cabello? <laughs> Cabello. I don't think he yeah. is. He'll be saying El Cabello. No, probably not. Yeah, fair uh, enough. Uh, well, no, well, not the horse I'm going to tip up anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, the horse I did want to have a look at, and he's a big price here, but I thought Hierarchy looked a bit too, a bit too big at around 66 to 1. Um, he had pretty good two-year-old form, um, and... He actually finished off his two-year-old campaign with a close sixth in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, uh, which is really good form. Uh, he looked for a long way that he had every chance of winning that race, uh, despite being slow away from the from the stools. Um, he won twice as a juvenile over over this trip over six furlongs, uh, and as a three-year-old, he's not exactly disappointed. I mean, he hasn't won as a three-year-old, but um, he ran a really b- big race at this course uh, the time before last behind Go Bears Go, who goes into this at around 10 to 1 mark, uh, and in front of Eras, who who goes into this at around 7 to 1. Um, so he brings in some close form ties with this lot, but is a much bigger price. Uh, always something that appeals to me. He's got on um, in James mcdonald on board a, a jockey in red hot form uh having one on dark shift today and yesterday on nature strip so he goes in riding full of confidence and i could see this one outrunning uh his odds one horse i would mention as well is sacred bridge who went our favorite for the chievely park and has, has uh, also been slightly forgotten in the betting at around i think 25 to 1 um First time, oh yeah, that's when I was going to mention it. First time out this season, she finished only two lengths behind Homeless Songs. 
so you know if she runs anywhere near that horse then uh or that form then she could go close here but um yeah hierarchy for me i think hierarchy is a filly by the way just yeah yeah just um i it, it's difficult perfect power i think uh would have been my selection the draw you're drawn around market principles in eras and go bears go so that could um put him in good stead el cabello uh is drawn on the other side unbeaten but i i think having backed flaming rib last time uh to desert him after that run when he was just held by uh el cabello at haydock i could see hugo palmer having a, a nice winner and uh at 11 to 1 with El Cabello at uh, 5 to 1 I could see that as a shade of value and who's he owned by Flaming Rib who is he owned, owned by Mike Lowen ah whose uh, daughter Gemma is currently on Love Island doing doing well coupled up with Luca so um, yeah slightly related probably not anything to do with the horse but yeah nice uh, that's good so the 305, uh, a couple of big price selections there to hopefully give you guys a bit of value. The 340, the Duke of Edinburgh Stakes, just fine. One for the Queen, favourite, 7-2. Trawler Man, 5-1 for John and Thady. And Frankie DeTori on board. Contact, David and Nicola Barron, 8-1. Candleford for Craig Giesritta at 10s. Mashore 10s, ever-present 12s. And 14 to 1 bar those, including honourable mention for Semhan, who has been really impressive this year for our good friend George Baker. Um, let's leave the market there. What's your angle here? Can I just leave this one to you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, look, it, it, it's clearly uh, a difficult race, a big field once again. You don't really get non-big fields or small fields at Ascot. Uh, Candleford certainly strikes as an interesting horse with that form line against Coltrane having having defeat, defeated him quite convincingly uh, at Kempton back in November uh, admittedly that was over a shorter trip than than Coltrane's used to and and when you see Coltrane at his best but still I think raised only six pounds for that given that Coltrane is now rated what did you say it was 97 97 I believe yeah um <clears throat> I think, you know, Candleford, they would have targeted this race. And in these handicaps, I'd much rather take on a 10 to 1 shot uh, than I would back a, you know, a 7 to 2 favourite. Although Sir Michael Stout is very good with his older horses. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I think the, the favourites form in behind Garcia the last day is probably why there's there's been some interest there um that's definitely solid form so i can see the angle there but yeah happy to side with you with uh craig keys which is awesome perfect let's leave the 340 there we're rattling through them um once again 420 the correlation stakes the big one on the day inspiral heads the market 15 to 8 cachet fives for george bowie what a great day that was discoveries eights mangostine eights prosperous voyage my Horse that came second in the 1,000 guineas at 33 to 1, 10 to 1. Uh, let's leave the market there and just get stuck in. Mm. Inspiral? Yeah, I think she does the job. But there's a big if uh, in that statement, and that's that if she's trained on. 
Well, if she's trained, and I guess as well, what? How bad have the setbacks been? Because she's clearly, you know, struggled or Gosden struggled to get her out this season. Um, Guineas was obviously the first open, then I think even the Oaks um, hasn't turned out for either of those, and she comes here having not run yet this season. So we don't know what she's like. If she is as good as she was as a two-year-old, I don't think there's any doubt in our minds that she goes and wins this race. She's got the form to be all of these horses in here and she'd be a really strong bet if you knew. But of course, we don't know. We There's that there's that angler doubt. And for that reason, I'd rather put up Cache as an each way bet to nothing because I know that Cache will run a race here. Um, she's a great horse and she's already proven she's that. Hardy, isn't she's she? hardy. She's already proven that this season. Um, she's a Mother Earth type to me. Like, you know, one that will just, go you know go out keep on running won't run a bad race mother earth you know wouldn't finish outside the top three um for you know the first so six or seven races of her three-year-old campaign uh and so i would like to take cache here at around five to one or sort of an each way play uh you know get your money back if you get the places and if you win then fantastic um she's a, she's a 1000 guineas winner um yes she has held on the form by inspiral but she's shown that she's trained on and um, she's also beaten a fair few in this field. So so I think uh, I think Cache's got a good chance here, uh, provided that Inspiral, you know, isn't what we think she could be. I'm on Sandrine. Wow, did not see that coming. I'm fo- I'm following in Ashin. I you know, the form from last year, one at Royal Ascot, um, some really good performances after that. I love the fact that she she's ready early in the season. And although uh, she was only fifth in the 1,000 guineas, she was a close fifth, two and three quarter lengths behind Cachet. And at that stage, Asheen said she wasn't really in her coat and she's come into it now. She started to fly at home. She's 12 to one. We love Kirsten Rousing. And yeah, I'm all about Sandrine. Andrew Balling's yeah. already had a winner on the card in, on the, on, for the week in, in Coltrane. And, mm. you know, I mean, come on. I think that's a really interesting angle. Come on. Yeah, yeah, no, I do like it. I do like it. Um, interesting also that we're both going against against the jolly here. Um, yes, we think Inspiral is good, but I think we want to take she's a her bit, on. She's just a bit short, having not run for a, a long yeah. time. Um, she seems a fair enough price, though, I would say. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not back. I don't back 15 to 8 shots haven't run for the season, but she doesn't seem a bad price for, you know, it. If this was a the end of a two year old campaign, well, actually, take the Phillies mile. She was evens or something like that, wasn't she? You know, yeah. like she would easily be evens for this. So maybe it does present value, but no, I wouldn't be backing a 15, 15 to eight shot in a race like this. So yeah, Sandrine or um, my selection, Cache, Cache, of course. Let's move on then. Five o'clock, Sandringham Stakes. We've got up to twenty nine runners currently entered. Ugh. Uh, I don't have a pick in this at all. Do you? Do you not? Well, go on, I'll give it to me then. Uh, I really, really tentatively went for Washra, uh, who, Tris, can you give me a price on that horse? 20 to 1. 20 to 1, okay. So this horse is lower down in the weights for this race, um, towards the bottom, I think, actually. Um, but does have some decent form in with one at the top of the market in Zanback, who I think is around 10 to 1 for this. Um, 
so sort of half the price of that one. Uh, so Washra finished second to Zambak as a two-year-old um, off level weights. It was a half a length second off level weights and is now 15 pounds better off in the weights than, than Zambak. I mean, admittedly, Zambak's done a lot more to sort of improve um, their credentials for this race. Uh, and, you know, fair enough, fair enough there. But uh, I think Washra could be slightly underestimated on... Um, what he's done as a as a three-year-old because hasn't necessarily done anything to to damage his claims uh he won last time out uh is um risen three pounds in the weight for that and he did win going away uh and the third has also won since so three pounds could be viewed as lenient um he was also behind uh going back to his juvenile form he was behind a horse called harry three uh, yeah. He was second that day. Harry three uh, is now rated one oh seven, so Morge on, is better than Harry three. Just putting it out there. Okay, already. that's fine. But on the on on the juvenile Morge form, wins. on the juvenile form, um, I think Washra's a decent horse, and um, he hasn't done too much to damage that since in his three year old career. Owen Barrow as well, worth mentioning. He's really riding the rest, uh, crest of a wave at the moment, um, having secured his first group one with hookham yeah the other day so well done to him that was uh, an impressive performance so yeah washra tentatively for me uh down at the bottom of the weights 535 the king edward the seventh um a couple of derby horses in here changing of the guard ottoman fleet lysander grand alliance savvy victory and dark moon rising complete the field quite a short price this changing of the guard but uh, sort of made the running at Epsom. Looked for a long, long way like he could have, uh, you know, run into at least a place. Was uh, reasonably tough out in front, but ultimately faded into fifth. Ottoman Fleet, some great form in that race, beating Zane Sarinda, uh, who had previously come up against the likes of United Nations, Grand Alliance, who comes in here as well, and uh, Nahani, who was... Again, uh, reasonably disappointing at uh, Royal Ascot today. It's a, it's an interesting race. This I think uh, for all that changing of the guard is is probably the the obvious favourite. I think Ottoman Fleet probably has the most potential, given that he's the most unexposed. Um, it, the week hasn't quite kicked off for Charlie Appleby and William Buick. I know they've had Caribus, but. Um, I think this is a good opportunity for, for Ottoman Fleet to, to go in again. But, I mean, by the same token, Nor has it for Aiden, and Aiden's actually have been having favourites that have been beaten. Appleby and Buick aren't necessarily getting beaten on favourites. Like, Karibis was a favourite, he won. Then you've got horses like Hafet, Nahani. Hafet actually ran a good race today, a neck third, you know, that's not against Eldar Eldorov, who looks a good horse. So, uh, which is another one we did mention, by the way, a winner for us. Um, so, so yeah, so I, I think, uh, Aiden's form's probably more worrying if you're going to look at that. I landed on an Ottoman fleet here, to be honest. Uh, we were all over Zane Surrender that day, um, when that horse got absolutely punted off the boards. Well, it was interesting because um, I think it, it was a punt on Zane Surrender and also just a, a, a big drift, clearly some, uh, some, some doubts behind Ottoman fleet on that day. So yeah. to go out and win... Yeah you know you have to sort of upgrade that performance completely more. agree and he fell out the stalls that day and kept on really well at the finish so i think you could definitely upgrade that performance um 
Buick's got a good record in this race as well. He's won two of the last five. One of those being on our favorite ever horse, which is... Permian. Yes. Good, good. Um, so, God yeah, rest his soul. He's, God rest his soul. What a horse. He, uh, yeah, he's got a good horse, um, record in this race. Uh, I guess the only concern that I had perhaps was that on the bare form of it, um, changing of the guard, who's obviously favorite for this, finished considerably further in front of Savvy Victory, who also reopposes again here, uh, than Ottoman Fleet did. So if you look at it just like that on the bare form of it, uh, that could be a concern. But that Chester race, that changing of the guard one was weird. So yeah, I'd, I'd take a chance on Ottoman Fleet being a good horse. But, um, you know, change of the guard is also has got potential has got as talented clearly definitely definitely okay one one race left the 610 uh i'm gonna leave it if that's all right yeah as am i uh that ties up the friday preview um please do join lunify have a read of our written analysis there uh, we were very strong on little big bear on day two which you would have seen if you've been reading um yeah any any closing remarks well i'll give my nap because that's what we've been doing uh i'm gonna go with ottoman fleet i may not have sounded as sweet as i perhaps uh should have on him but i am quite sweet on him i think um he'll run a big big race for the apple yard morge it's a goodbye from me tris and it's a goodbye from me charlie goodbye